You are Locked On Pirates, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Pirates, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Jared Pereira with Future Bucks Friday on Locked On Pirates Podcast Network. I'm sitting here today with Corey Geiger of the Altoona Mirror and Sports Central with Corey Geiger weekdays from 4 to 6 on ESPN 1430 Altoona and 1450 State College. Corey, you've got a book coming out on the Altoona Curve. What was that process like? The book is uh, really a, a passion of mine, Jared, and I appreciate you bringing it up as well. I've covered the curve for 20 years now, so it was pretty much a given that uh, we'd like to look back on the first two decades of the franchise history. So then it's, well, how did we want to do it? I didn't want to do a media guide. I didn't want to do just a bunch of stats and everything. What I wanted to do was tell stories about why the Altoona curve are unique. The unique players, the unique situations, the unique people for this particular franchise. And so when I got to looking back over everything that I've learned over the 20 years and all the folks I've gotten to know, um, it was a lot of fun really trying to find the most unique and interesting stories and people to write about. Minor League Baseball is quirky in itself. What did you learn along the way in this 20 years that really led you to, to really who you are right now? That's the great word is quirky because Adam Heisdu means something in Altoona, Pennsylvania that he doesn't mean in any other city in this country. Brad Eldred means something in Altoona, Pennsylvania that he doesn't mean anywhere else. That's what minor league baseball is about. You can create a legacy in a minor league city. And look, Andrew McCutcheon is a, a major league star. He wasn't very good here. He means something to Altoona, but nowhere near what Adam Heisdu means to Altoona. Now, that may sound crazy to somebody anywhere around the country, but when I tell people Adam Heisdu was a vastly superior player to Andrew McCutcheon in Altoona, that's why I like the word quirky that you used. That is what can separate minor league baseball and why certain players or stories can be interesting and unique in certain cities, even if they mean virtually nothing in other cities. You brought up Adam, Adam Heisdu, who has his number 16 retired, and you can see it displayed throughout people's natural gas field, which is one of those things that you really don't expect from a, from a minor league team. And when his number got retired in Altoona, it was very, rel- it was very early in the, in the career and kind of the organization's history uh, for the curve. What you were around then, what was that like for you to be a part of and kind of see unfold right before your eyes? It's hard to explain to anyone else at any other minor league franchise or city why Adam Heisdu's number is retired here. But for the folks who were here in 1999 and 2000, keep in mind, this city had waited for a, for a professional team for a long time. 99 was the first year. Heisdu joins in May. He's this long-haired, all-American boy. He comes in, he starts ripping home runs, getting game-winning hits in the ninth inning. Then you talk to him, and he's interviewed on TV, and he is a tremendous ambassador for the team, for minor league baseball, and the whole city rallied around him in 1999. Well, then in 2000, we expected him to go on to AAA, and he was sent back to Altoona the next to last day of spring training. In 2000, he comes here and hits 31 home runs, 106 RBIs, was the Eastern League MVP, played every game, made one error the entire season, had the greatest season in curve history, 
and he was a 28-year-old former first-round pick who had never made it to the major leagues. And so he is a huge part of Altoona history, and Altoona is a huge part of him because after going to AAA briefly in 2000, he was called up to the Pittsburgh Pirates for the first time. And so when you add all of that together, what he did for this city in the first two years of the Curve's existence, and then what the Curve did for him, again, that's why I like your word earlier of quirky, that's why Adam, Adam Heisdu means something here that he wouldn't mean anywhere else. And we're just one of dozens and dozens and dozens of minor league cities around the country. But those are the specific things that are very important to a place like here. The legend of Adam Heisdu is very, very unique, especially Tuna. Now, obviously, you've been able to cover them as a writer, as a journalist, from that background for, for the past 20 years. This is the original. Wow. As, we, as we speak, one of the That's ushers right. comes up with his number 16, Adam Heizu, and Joe's been here forever, and that's right. what I'm talking about, is for the people who have been here forever, Adam Heizu means something, right. and that's how you carry on the tradition. And, and as we were talking about his legacy, now you've been able to watch him for the past 20 years. As journalistically speaking and, and getting to know him the person back then now for me I'm 27 years old I've grown up in Altoona I spent the, for the better part of 20 years of my life here mm-hmm. so I've been able to watch the curve both as a fan and now from a journalist, journalistic perspective and I've gotten to see some crazy names and there's nobody that to me epitomizes Altoona baseball in the city of Altoona than Adam Hazdu did at that time he was blue collar he was gritty he's a railroad he was a guy that you would expect to be on a railroad and this is a railroad city And again, that's really kind of what my book is about, but really what minor league baseball is about. Another guy is Brad Eldred. Brad Eldred didn't really accomplish much of anything in the major leagues. Pirates fans hoped he would. He didn't. But he had 50 RBIs in one month for the Altoona Curve in 2004. We believe that is the all-time minor league record. There's no official record kept. I've never found another record of a guy. The major league record is 53 RBIs in a month. We believe that Brad Eldred has the, the minor league record. He also hit 30 home runs in 60 games, which is the greatest ratio of home runs per games played in the history of AA baseball. So when we talk about, again, what makes each minor league city unique, Brad Eldred doesn't mean much of anything to most cities in this country. But to here, he is the greatest slugger in the history of double-A baseball. And that's what I find interesting and fascinating about covering the curve all these years. It's, it's not just these major league guys who have gone on to major league success like a McCutcheon or a, a Jose Bautista. It's the guys that had success here that maybe it didn't translate elsewhere, but will always have a, a special place in Altoona because of what they did. We're sitting here, and over your left shoulder, we can see a, a photo of Brad Eldred in a curved uniform. We're sitting in the, on the third floor of, of People's Natural Gas Field talking curved baseball. Um, you've covered this team from the ground up. When you started covering this team, A, did you ever think that you would be around this long? And what is that? what has this journey meant to you, being able to cover this team since its inception? I got here in Altoona. I was 25 years old in 1999, and I'd never heard of Altoona, Pennsylvania. But I was covering a Braves team in 1998, got a job at the Altoona Mirror in 1999, and thought I want to be here a few years. I wanted to get to the cover the major leagues by the time I was 30. So I had a few years, you know, leeway to go. Uh, but I met a woman at the ballpark in 1999. She is now my wife. We have two kids. 
and life priorities changed. I didn't expect to be in Altoona for 20 years, but hey, I, I can't really see myself anywhere else. Uh, and I, I absolutely love this town here. And I've always kind of looked at myself a little bit because I've been here since day one. Uh, I, I, I like to preserve the history of the Curve franchise. I have to still explain what Adam Highs do meant because most people, if they didn't see it or the workers at the franchise, there's no one here left outside of Rich DeLeo, the public address announcer. So there's a constant change in minor league baseball year after year, but I always like to go back and look at what folks meant back then and try to make sure that their legacies are preserved. What are some of the, the great stories and, and unique stories that, that readers can find in your book? Well, there's a lot of – what I tried to focus on were, were things that made us very specifically unique to Altoona. We had a pitcher throw 10 innings in a game one time in 2005. Hansel Izquierdo is his name. You will never find any minor league pitcher ever, not ever, that throws 10 innings in a game. It is impossible to do. You just won't have it. But this was a unique situation in 2005. He only threw like 103 pitches in 10 innings, and it was to help clinch a playoff berth. That was a 15-inning game. Josh Bonifay won that game with a three-run homer at Bowie. That home run was the 55th home run of Josh Bonifay's curve career, which tied him with Adam Heisdu for the career record. So it's it's those kinds of stories, how you put different things together. I have another story in, in the book about a player three years ago who saved a teammate's life by using the Heimlich maneuver. The young man, a young man was choking in the clubhouse after a game, and one of his teammates saved his life by using the Heimlich maneuver. But the kicker to that story is the kid who was saved, he did not want his story told. So that story has never appeared in any newspaper, TV, radio at all because the young man who was saved did not want to talk about it. And after three years, I finally decided I'm going to write this because the kid who saved him deserves his credit. That's actually the first chapter in the book. His name's Sebastian Valle, and he deserves a lot of credit. Whether or not the young man who got saved wants to talk about it or not out of embarrassment or what have you. So there's a lot of unique behind-the-scenes stories like that and very, very specific things to what these guys did in Altoona. We had the worst player ever in curve history was a pitcher named Geraldo Padua. He gave up a grand slam in the ninth inning, was booed, flipped off the crowd, and was released the next day by the Pirates. This was 17 years ago. Geraldo Padua started his minor league career by winning 20 consecutive games. He was one shy of the all-time minor league record for most wins in a row, which was 21. He won 20 in a row. By the time he got to the curve, he was terrible and to this day is the worst curve player ever with an 8 ERA and got released for flipping off the crowd. Geraldo Padua means nothing to most cities in this country, but because of all of that, it's a very unique story for him in Altoona, Pennsylvania. With covering the team for 20 years, you've seen a lot of unique things both on the field and off the field. What was your what's the most unique promotion that you've seen the curve have? Well, my, I'm glad you asked that. I really am. Because there's a lot of things on the field that are amazing, like Eldred's 50 RBIs, a, a team won on a walk-off hit, the visiting team. The visiting team won on a walk-off hit, which I'm not sure has ever been done in, in baseball ever, and it was a very unusual situation because of a rain delay right after. But my favorite promotion was done a couple years ago. They honored Mr. Rogers 
the curve developed these jersey tops that looked like Mr. Rogers' sweater vest. Sweater vest. It was red with a blue shirt and a tie. And they brought in Daniel Tiger, who has the modern version of the Mr. Rogers show. And Fred Rogers' widow, Joanne, came. That's my favorite promotion that they've ever done here. They received an enormous amount of national attention for it. The jerseys were spectacularly done. And again, that's that's one thing that they've done in curve history that is very unique. And th- again, they received a lot of notoriety. Any any city in the country might have done a Fred Rogers jersey, but they did it in Altoona, 90 miles away from Pittsburgh, and that's a unique part of curve history. Right, and, and I grew up watching Mr. Rogers, the, the neighborhood of make-believe, King Friday the 13th, Daniel the Tiger, um, Henrietta Pussycat. Um, so it's, it's And my kids have grown up watching Daniel Tiger, right. so it was perfect. My kids got a hug with Daniel Tiger that day. <laughs> right, life comes full, full yes, circle yes. In, in a lot of many a lot of aspects. But for me, being, and obviously we have two different perspectives here, because I was a kid growing up when, when the curve was really coming of age, and even now they're still 20, they're not even old enough to drink yet. But my favorite promotion of all time, other than the Star Wars nights, I'm a big Star Wars geek, was Awful Night. The multiple Awful Nights that they had because of how entertainingly awful they were. And, the, and they went all out. Obviously promotions in minor league baseball, really in the, in the doldrums of the summer, in the dog days of the summer, they're really what drive people to the ballpark. Absolutely. The Curve have always done a great job. I wrote about Awful Night in the book. It's one of the great things I've ever heard. For those who don't know what it was, was... Say they put your batting average up on the on the board. You're hitting 300. Well, the curve puts your fail average up. Fail average 700. And they were instead of how many doubles or home runs or RBIs, they put up how many errors you had. And the giveaways that night were these terrible things like rotten rotten cheese and dirty underwear. It was a truly awful uh, way of poking fun of uh, of things. And again, it's that kind of cleverness and creativity. That makes them that separates a minor league franchise, and we're actually starting to see a lot more minor league creativity filter into the big leagues now. Mm-hmm. But the curve have always done a tremendous job. They were the they were named the minor league franchise, the best minor league franchise in the country in 2006, which is a tremendous tremendous honor when you're talking about more than 170 teams. And so those are some of the things I like to really latch on to make sure that the franchise's history, which is a big part of our city's history, are represented. Right, and that's the thing. In in minor league baseball, you almost have to do that. And what the curve have been able to do in the smallest professional market in professional baseball has been impressive over the over 20 years. Obviously, you, you think about it when you look back to 1999, and this was, and we're just sitting on a pile of dirt to see what the what the curve have become over those 20 years has been impressive. Whether it's been watching guys like Andrew McCutcheon or Josh Bonifay or Adam Heizu or or even now with Mitch Keller and Cole Tucker here, you see those guys come of age in Double A, and it's been a it's been a fun ride, both as a fan and as a journalist. And I'm sure you have some some even more stories that couldn't even put put in the book. And what's one of your favorite stories that you couldn't put in the book? There wasn't enough space. Well, there was a broadcaster here who walked out during a game in 2010 and quit. Now, I had that in my 2010 curve book when they won their championship. Uh, so I didn't include it in this book. But uh, uh, here's the thing. There are so many, there have been so many good people associated with this team, the franchise, and the city over the years. The one story that I did not put in the book that I, I wish I would have, but it just created a little bit of a logistical issue was I wanted to get a photo of all of the ushers 
or employees who have been here since 1999. There are about 13 left. Uh, they've been here 20 years. And the number was 25, 29. Now, I think there are about 13 or so left, and I wanted those folks to get their, their due because without those people, the folks, the ushers, the security folks that help people at the ballpark, the franchise would not have you know, it's strong community value. But there there are those people who have been around since day one, and I know the franchise means a great deal to them. Right. Now, with 20 years, you've had to, and obviously in the media, you're not allowed to technically pick flavors. But this is different. We're, we're both on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as the way that we've watched the team over the last 20 years. So let's, let's talk about, or let's go over some of our favorites, of whether it's players, managers, and that sort of thing. Uh, before we close it out. Well, I have one friend. Uh, I'm a journalist. I can't make friends with these people, um, the players, the coaches, because I have to be able to view them objectively one way or another. Josh Bonifay is different. Uh, Josh Bonifay lived in Altoona for three years. He lived right down the road from me. He lived here during the off-season because he was dating a young woman from here at the time. And he lived literally... A block and a half from my house. I saw him at all the off-season functions. Josh Montefiore is one of the best dudes I have ever I've ever met in baseball. He was just a terrific guy. He's the only curve player, former curve player coach that I would say that is a friend of mine because I I have the utmost respect for Josh as a person and as a ball player. Josh, I reached out to him to write the foreword for my book because I know what Altoona means to him. See, minor league cities, these players come and go. They're transient. These cities don't always mean a lot to these people. They're here two, three months. They move on. Altoona, Erie, whatever. It's all its all just part of the ordeal. Altoona meant a great deal to Josh Bonifay. Still does all these years later. And so he's one guy. He is my favorite guy that I've dealt with because, again, um, he, he transcends that ball player journalist relationship. I, I can call Josh Montefay at any point, just ask him how his, his life and his family are doing. And so I have, I have great respect for him. And I would, I have to say that I love dealing with current curve manager Michael Ryan. In our position, and Jared, you know this, we need a lot of help from the managers. We need the managers to give us an idea about the truth of where these players are. What's going on with them in their careers? How important winning and losing is? What happened in a game? Maybe you can't tell me on the record for publication, but you might be willing to have a minute or two conversation off the record just to help us out. And Michael Ryan, I think, exemplifies that extremely well. They won a championship last year. I have great respect for him. And Michael could end up being here for a few more years, and he's one of the people I've I've truly enjoyed working with over the years. What's unique to me about Michael is the respect and love that his players have for him. A lot of them have experienced in both this year and last year in Altoona, but also in Bradenton, where they had a good deal of success as well. And I believe he's won this, this would be his third championship in a row if they were to, they were able to win the Eastern League title again. Well, let me close by saying this. Minor league baseball is not about winning and losing, but it's more about winning here than it is a lot of places because this is the curve's 20th year. They've made the playoffs eight times. They've won two titles. We live in an area where if you include Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, Penn State football, Pitt football, going back to 1976, I think there have been 17 major sports championships among those teams, national championships, Super Bowl, so on. 
the curve, fans here are used to winning. They're not, I don't, I honestly don't think fans here would support a team that lost every year. The Pirates like to win in double-A. They like to put prospects here. Winning is important to them. It's not important to a lot of minor league organizations or franchises with their minor league teams. But it's important to the Pirates to win in double-A. It's important to the curve for them to win in double-A. And it's important for Michael Ryan to win in double-A. So while winning is not the end-all, be-all, it does help. And it does give us better stories to tell at the end of the day. Right, and that's absolutely right. So let's close by this. What's your favorite all-time memory in Altoona with the curve? My favorite memory was meeting my wife at the ballpark in August of 1999. But other than that, that anybody else would care about, I was sitting uh, in a seat behind the third base dugout in 2005. And Brad Eldred had hit... 50 RBIs and a ton of home runs in 2004. He came back here to start the 2005 season. I was calling my office to tell him what stories I was going to have for the newspaper the next day. So I'm sitting here on the phone. It's a, it's a weeknight game, and Brad Eldred launches one. And I tell the guy on, my, on the phone, oh, my God, Eldred just hit one 500 feet. And to this day... If you ever come out to the ballpark in Altoona, there's a parking garage in deep left center field. Brad Eldred's ball hit the bottom of that parking garage. They measured it at like 476 feet. I question that altogether. I think all told, it maybe was in the 520, 530-foot range. And I think, like I said earlier, Brad Eldred is the greatest slugger in the history of AA baseball. So my favorite memories outside of Adam Heizuar, again, sitting there, seeing Brad Eldred hit that ball. And I know Brad Eldred has not amounted to much throughout his career, but he's hit 400 professional home runs. He's still hitting home runs in Japan. And I remember that 500-foot home run and thinking, wow, that's that's incredible. That's a shot. And, and knowing that ballparks like I do and, and picturing that, it, it makes you awestruck of just the sheer raw power yes. that a player like Brad Eldred had. But let's get back to the game, Corey. I appreciate having you, you, you coming on the show. Uh, and, and here's to the next 20 to 30 years of, of curve baseball. I hope we can uh, still be sticking around that long, Jared. For Corey Geiger, this has been Jared Prugar for Future Bucks Friday on Pirates or Locked On Pirates, your Pittsburgh Pirates podcast of choice. Have a great day.